Yeah. This is View from 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast, available on viewfrom202.com and wherever you find podcasts. Check my style, check, check, check it out. Check the style, check, check, check. Episode 130 of View from 202. It's Britt, Peaches, and Sam. Uh, true or false, we are the worst team in the league. Uh, false. False. All right. I mean, have you watched Atlanta? Uh, not yeah, kind of. Atlanta United, who are above us in the table? Yeah, they they uh, well they lost. No, they're yeah they're above Dallas, us in the upside. But they won another game. I don't know. Do they look as bad? I don't know. Mm. Peaches, true or false? What is your true or false? True. All right. There's no reason for anyone to fear us anymore. At least, yeah, no, at the very least. That. No one should play scared against us, but at the same time, no one should celebrate us against us as hard anymore. Right. Now Which Orlando kind of look like idiots, yeah. don't they? Owned. <laughs> idiots. <laughs> you fools. You fell into our trap. Uh, the Rebels lost <laughs> again this weekend. Activated trap card. Uh, against Brad Friedel in the New England Re- Revolution in Foxborough. 1-0 off of a uh, pretty bad Oof. goal Oof. to concede there by Luis Robles in a pretty boring, unremarkable game otherwise. Uh, none of us made it to it. Peaches, you got held up in your elder abuse. Sam, you you I visited canceled. my family. So mm. I prob- maybe the opposite of Peaches. Yeah, elder care. Yeah. Wow. We're balancing each other out. Yeah. And I, and I just <laughs> disregarded all elders entirely in order to keep Keep good, the good. Balance. Keep yeah. The balance. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it sounds like he didn't miss much. <laughs> nah. <laughs> on this one. <laughs> it looked cold. Would I say rainy. I regret not going? No. I, I, this was just. It was just. Uh, yeah. It, wet, cold, boring. Um, it was interesting because you could see New this, England, you could, yeah, racists. I mean, there's like the the one of the that like big Bass Pro Shop that I I'm just yeah. like I'm a little sad I didn't get to go to that. But but it's not even the like giant pyramid one in Memphis. That's like is that a thing? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> I like, didn't know that. It's somebody built like, an enormous. I'm clearly out of my element. Yeah, here. it's like a it it. I feel like it got. They started getting some ironic love, but then I don't know how ironic it is anymore. But like somebody built this enormous glass pyramid in Memphis, Tennessee, that <laughs> to be a casino maybe or to be a hotel maybe I don't but know. Definitely not a Bass Pro Shop. And I think they're trying to go for like the whole thing, like oh Memphis, like there was a Memphis in Egypt as well. But now its main tenant is a Bass Pro Shop. That like the entire thing is just filled with Bass Pro Shop, and wow. it's like it's enormous. It, you can see it from like miles away. Here, my question is: <laughs> I think that the Illuminati people, the people who believe in the Illuminati, have um, are successfully psyoping us in believing what that they're, it's actually the, it's the wrong way around. The people who are the Illuminati, <laughs> a Bass Pro Shop that is a pyramid. I don't understand. Are you saying that Bass that's Pro kind Shop of the is point, really though. is I, the the pe- yeah. if you think about the it, the Bass Pro Shop is the Illuminati, actually the Illuminati. is the Illuminati in the sense that they're 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 controlling run the message by capital sure no yeah. they're they're controlling the message of who 
is controlling this. I mean, that is a real theory, though, right? That, like, some conspiracy theater theories were are uh, fostered or pushed or encouraged by the... Uh, the conspirators themselves? Yeah, by the CIA, as it were. I mean, look, that's what the case with, with uh, you know, postmodern art was. It was all one big, giant psyop. Was that perhaps the case with energy drink soccer? Maybe. Yeah, Whoa. maybe the whole point of, of EDS was to obscure all along. It wasn't actually liberatory. I mean, so we were just, uh, uh, program. We're, we're just openly a conspiracy theory podcast. Is that kind of your point? No, not yet. Not, okay, all right. Not open. I, I jumped the gun. Well, we could. Okay. I can't find out about it. So, yeah. Oh, well, the one thing I was going to say before is uh-huh. that, um, yeah, even despite missing the Bass Pro Shop, it was pretty clear that the weather sucked, mm-hmm. um, both because of the 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 play on the field but also mm. you could see in, in the away support there was like a little contingency of maybe 20 to 30 people who were like in the elements mm-hmm. uh uh like out on the at the edge of the like section uh, but then there was a good group of people who were still pretty far back like kind of i think underneath like an awning or something mm. preventing themselves from getting too drenched in the rain so, so it was like very clearly miserable out it was like yeah. as bad or it looked as bad as that DC uh, game, DC game that, that's, that's that I went I was, to, yeah. um, <laughs> where it was like actually a nightmare. Oh, the one at Audi Field. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was I was thinking about the one at RFK that we all went to that had rain delay. That was wild. Oh, well, that that yeah, they, they both had rain yeah. delays. The, even the one that I went right. to. It, but it, yeah, but the but that one we at least recovered though. Well, so, some of us recovered, but some of us like what a couple of people went down with the rain. Once. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. Um, but oh, that was the nightmare game. That was when Dax was hurt, yep. and he like mm-hmm. came out and like and he, like said during hi. during one of the goals, he like came out and like celebrated with yep. us, like from oh, yeah. from the little like um, walkway about right above us. Yeah, uh, that was cool. And you know, then we ended nobody up, on this team would do that now. No, and, and <laughs> they wouldn't. And then we ended Tyler up, Adams would have done that. Yeah, Max yeah. Robles would scold us. <laughs> yeah, somehow he would somewhere. shake his head because yeah. we're rocking the whole like press booth. Yeah. He'd be like, so BWP would just be shaking his head. Yeah, or he'd like kind of like laugh and nod, but then like tweet about like apologizing for his remarks afterward. Yeah, yeah. apologies that my my sensuality was too high and my when I <laughs> when I nodded slightly towards the horizon. Yeah, um, yeah, true. Um, I mean, what 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 to even say? I mean, I feel like it's just like you skip forward to the the prognosis. One <laughs> one thing yeah. I've been thinking about is like remember in our preseason episode what like no eight episodes I, I, ago I, I don't remember that that was so long ago we were we were asking it we, felt like we so asked long the question ago. specifically like what is the worst case scenario like what what could go wrong like what would create the worst case scenario and. I don't, you know, no, none of us had this quite, you know, because like this is just like so, so much more total than we thought, like so much more, just like emperors having no clothes. I think we were just like, yeah, like like Shakovsky might get injured, and then we yeah, like, like have CCJ no death. like doesn't like quick, and yeah, that, like Brad gets or, old, or yeah, BWP gets old or whatever, and then and you then, know Royer would produce still, yeah. but it would not be that good, like, and then we'll be like a low playoff seed or something, or like we'll get beat up in the international breaks. We're not even there yet. Yeah. Like, oh my god, we haven't even hit summer. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's another heartbreaking fuck? thing. Let's look at our ske- like this this Ooh. schedule. Imagine if we had the schedule to open the season last year. Like, look at the schedule. We played San Jose. We, Orlando, Chicago, 
uh, we're going to play Cincinnati next week and New England. Like, some of the worst teams and then an expansion team to start. And then, as I as we were saying last week, you know, we drew our toughest fixtures away somehow. But, like, this, mm-hmm. like, last year's team would have had, you know, like, what, 20 points or something. Now It's just, like, this we, is... We would have rotated. Yeah, like, the easiest possible schedule we could have had. We are getting beaten by the league's most pedestrian teams with the most average coaches who are not doing anything special and just like the failure is so total from top to bottom. It's amazing. It's, I mean, and all those things that we highlighted as like what could go wrong, like the thing about the midfield, they're not necessarily still untrue. Yeah. They're not untrue, but they're like, it's, it's not just that, you know, it's like every player looking worse. Yep. Well, yeah. 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 Totally. I think the assumption was that like, it would be like a couple of those things rather than literally everything we listed. But, and I yeah. think it was also like partially like those things could happen, but we'd still be the same team from last year. Right. So we'd be fine. And that would be the case. Like right. even if we did lose Tchaikovsky or we, we lost Velo, like we would still be the team we were last year at the core. But yeah. what we're realizing is that is that like we've stripped it out and there's something else there where like you can see kind of flashes of the old every once in a while, but like whatever the fuck is trying to be executed, like yeah. you're just seeing very clearly that there's like really no rhyme or reason. Or I don't know if we are trying to execute anything. Exactly. There's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. There's, it's just like, there's, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but I don't know. Like, I think, I think all of this um, is coming out to show that Kaku is really in the right here. This entire Yeah. Time. Yeah. Every week since the tunnel fight, I think about it differently. I think that is my read is that like Kaku, Kaku lost a PR nightmare or in, the PR battle in the, well, I don't know, but like it, in the <sighs> spirit of like, or, or continuing the schoolroom metaphor that we've used, you know, it it does appear more every week that, like, Chris Armis is a substitute teacher and everyone is, like, kind of relieved because, like, you know, Jesse Marsh was kind of a hard-ass. You got good results, but, like, it was kind of a hard-ass and, like, everyone's, you know, doesn't necessarily, is not champing at the bit to go back to that. Kaku, straight-A student. Kaku is the one guy who's like, no, you fucking forgot to assign homework. This is bullshit. Maybe everyone else is like, hey, you know, chill, like, whatever. But he's like, no, we, we are losing in the school league, the league <laughs> of doing school. And I want to do better because he's just a manic 22-year-old, 23-year-old. 24. Four. Yeah. Whatever. So, um, yeah, that is my impression growing every week. Kaku then, is really the angel here. Yeah, well, he's just like I he's think a sweetheart. Yeah. One thing that I've been saying or noticing is that, like, I, looking back at when he joined finally after the protracted saga last year, and like that first video of him like walking around the training facility, and like I think that we the team successfully really sold him on being you know, as we were saying this year, big club shit. You know, like it's like kind of ridiculous. Like looking at it, like his eyes lighting up like going into the boot room and stuff being like, Oh wow, this is finally it. Like, this is it. And I think Jesse was a big part of that. And, um, you know, when Jesse left, like, I think part of that aspect went away. I think if we're sensing from a distance that things seem a little bit more amateur, I'm sure he's sensing it. And I kind of am adding more weight to the theory that part of the club America stuff was him in preseason kind of sensing that, this was all bullshit and wanting to go while he could. Have we gotten that sense from any other players though? 
Kind of. I mean, I think. Where's Kamar? Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is the one that we have like the least like information of like this you is know, body this is the tinfoil hat one like kamar yeah kamar is like not like acting up or anything or like like especially pissed or anything because we, we don't get to see he? him really but like yeah once again he's out with as like a, a scratch like last week was illness this week was it also illness or was it like something about a hamstring i think it was like um probably he, well, he was listed as probable right? like truly bizarre yeah. where like you have to just be like okay the this is not isolate or like the, in addition to everything else going on, like what the hell is going on here where Kamar is not around. Mario seems over it. I think long seems kind of pissed. Davis seems really pissed. Although everyone seems pissed. Yeah. yeah. Except for, I guess like Tim Parker. Yeah. Parker. Well, well seems, he like, he's, I think always kind of the same level. Yeah. 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 Parker seems fine to just like chill out and ride his city. bike. I mean, he, he like the police station. Yeah. He like <laughs> did play for Vancouver. So yeah, you know, I feel like he's, he's just back where he used to be. <laughs> it's like this yeah. is, this is it's normal like, oh, again. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Aaron Long just rode our season last year to become the captain of the national team. I he's, he, and he has a lot to lose. Yeah. I mean, I think at a certain point we got to get the armband off of Luis. Like, yeah. oh, like, I'm done. Like, I like, I feel like I was the one of the three of us who was kind of like, yeah, like we can have a non-field captain and it's fine. But I think on the one hand, like partially it's not being a field captain that makes things difficult. But I think just Luis in general, Luis I just, in I just yeah. don't really like his leadership style. Yeah. Um, I think ever since that, that moment when he just like really shook uh, Kyle Duncan, you know, like mm-hmm. that was like, I don't know, that rubbed me the wrong way. And then, I feel like Luis is like has part of this large network of motivational speakers that he's been using. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the guy's, where do you think he out. gets his locker room speeches? From? I do. But like <laughs> in the match day from a couple weeks ago, like they brought in the motivational speaker. Is that speaker. what you're referencing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, it, it seems like it was like Armis was really into it, but like, yeah, it feels like it's like the same, it's of the course. same kind of like style of stuff where like, and on that one in particular, like, Tim Parker looks like he's a million miles away, just like <laughs> sitting in the back row of class, just like, yeah, whatever, man. Um, but, and even the motivational speaker was kind of like checked out. He was like, all right, here's my spiel. I can't believe I'm giving this t- to a professional. T- yeah, to adults, but like, all right. You that, do was, you. that was one of the just kind of sadder like match day videos. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. They, they really dug into the, the sad music and jingle punks there. Yeah, th- yeah. but like, that I feel like rough. to your point, I, I do it I do get the same it feels like a similar style to me like the robust armis axis of motivational speakers <laughs> yeah like the motivational speaker industrial complex that they're they're putting on in the tri-state area single-handedly they replace all of like the graphics in the locker room with the the motivational posters yeah, yeah like whales oh coming out oh my god Luis is like you guys we have to watch extra clothes for that you guys, <laughs> I woke up the other day and I just, I was just thinking, you guys, I saw this incredible image and, you know, it was just, it was a cat that was hanging in there. <laughs> it's just like, guys, I just think we just need to hang in there <laughs> more. If we just hang in there more like that cat. <laughs> We can look like us. <laughs> and just, just <laughs> but fucking Chris Armis is like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is the best. 
I'm fucking crying. <laughs> don't forget, Louis is the like edgy like youth group pastor, so he throws in the case. He occasional curses fuck. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That that <laughs> freaking cat <laughs> hand there. It's like, and I know not all of you guys are believers, but I would be remiss to point out that it's if the cat can rise on Easter, so can we. <laughs> We're going to do a darn good job some sort out of, there. Some sort of weird biblical thing, but with like a weird like twist where you're like, wait, is that like a, is that like a new publication in the Bible? Like what is it like, what? But you don't really want to ask. But um, yeah, not, I'm, I'm not digging the whole leadership style. I'm yeah. done with Republic. Honestly. Okay. Obviously arm is out, but like new guy. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. I'm moving on. <laughs> At this right. point, yes, this is just a mainstream statement. Yeah, it's yeah. 2019 and you're not Armas out? Like, come on. <laughs> but, uh, you know, n- I think for me, like, new guy should get in. And I think um, just play Mara for the rest of the season to see what he's got. Uh, and yeah. then over the offseason, you can make a decision as to whether or not he's an actual answer. He looked good at the twos. Yeah. He had a pretty good save against Hartford. Yeah. Ooh, also, just like the 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 crappiness of the goal conceded as well and just like the kind of like leadership after that as well it's just kind of like get get let's get over with this let's i'm done with this that's like alex bono shit like (laughs) have you watched him at at toronto because he is like i think he is what his collapse or his fall from Mm -hmm. the season that when toronto kind of won it all is just kind of spectacular yeah I, i just feel like he's actually has so many individual errors. The one that happened last year, remember uh, the the away game at Toronto when the ball just oh, kind of went one. through his yeah, legs. Yeah. It went through his legs, right? Like yeah, yeah. he's like that type of guy who makes all those errors. Like it's like that. I don't know. It's like the the, the goal that we conceded. Um, it that, was like, like Robles. Yeah. Like fuck. Like that's. I don't know. It was. I feel like Aaron didn't quite close down the angle well enough either. Well, no one did a good job at this game at all. Ever. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it was just like his lack of like response. Like he wasn't kind of like immediately reading the play and he was maybe a step step behind which like was all it really took in that in that sense i think he did enough where a good keeper would have stopped it but i don't know yeah you want to talk about tinfoil like it makes me think just and and my you know i've been kind of a robust hater for a second but like just watching kind of this leadership or lack thereof like i don't i don't think getting rid of your captain is good as a rule, but it makes me wonder if like Jesse had an intuition kind of about that of like what he was doing, kind of requiring that kind of churn or like cutthroatness Mm -hmm. that like just seeing the guys kind of tune Robles out and it just like not really working. There not being a sense of urgency. Like part of me wonders like, geez, I wonder if that was like a non trivial aspect of like the Jesse Marsh system. It, I, I feel like when, when you start a project, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, that's when you're most excited about it or you're like, you work the hardest on It's like when mm-hmm. you're like getting into it. And if you kind of have new players or like new, n- like new captains or mm-hmm. new sit, like basically a, a entire turnover every season you kind of have a new project every year there is something yeah. to kind of be excited about this year was a year of stability should have been yeah um mm-hmm. but like it, it's turning out what we returned every single player and it's kind of languid um i mean i think i do think that the coaching is mostly responsible for for what we're seeing but like mm-hmm. yeah i mean is that kind of what you mean by does jesse have a point with the churn yeah and i think there does seem to be a just like a, a 
dearth of strong personalities as well on the squad. There's no Tyler Adams. There's no Felipe. There's no Dax. You know, who's the strongest personality on the squad right now? Maybe, maybe Aaron Long. You know, no, he's not not though. Like not, he's just not the type of person. Yeah, he, he's my, maybe waking up though. I think I, it's like everybody wants Davis yeah. to be it, but like Davis gets loud, but he gets kind of. He's, he's not guys. It's Kaku. Well, no, that's right. It is. It, it is, is Kaku, Kaku yeah. but he he like isn't harnessing it quite right because he isn't he's harnessing like, it right because he's not being allowed to express it really. Yeah, he's also twenty four. So <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but um, yeah, and and. But for me, like, the whole bench robust thing, like, I do, it is different for me where, like, I don't extend it to, like, the whole team. Because I've been thinking about, like, the idea of, like, is the season lost or, like, what that means. And um, I think, like, there is an upside to, like, benching robust because I think this, we just need to move on from that. But, like, for instance, I would not extend that to BWP. And, in fact, it kind of makes me upset when, like, I hear kind of, like, people singing out BWP in particular, because I feel like for sure he is being, his decline is being accentuated by what a disaster this team is and like mm-hmm. how poorly it's being managed right now. Also, literally all 18 guys on the match day roster look worse right now. Did, it's not just BWP. Did, did you, when you say bench him, like for, like, are you assuming like rotate him for a game or put him on the That's the 18? other thing. Is that or like you BWP saying, could like, get rotated? Are, are you saying like the sentiment of like, or like the sentiment you're, you're feeling that you like, you disagree with is I'm, like, oh, like bench him, like done forever. Yeah. Like, that. like I'm, I'm hearing some people float like probably with different degrees of joking, like put him out to pasture, you know? Okay. Like I'm not that way about BWP. One, right. I think like he deserved better than this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, I get like, like part of me is like also a little like, like, thinks the impulse is in the wrong direction to like like to use bwp's decline as a caveat for like why like a thing that made it hard for armis to manage like i think that's not true but i also think that's like totally a wrong set of like loyalties like in a way as well like 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 i think chris armis has done a terrible job and i just like don't I wouldn't want to like drag in BWP's like de- possible decline. At this point, I don't think anyone disagrees that Chris Armis is doing a terrible <laughs> yeah, job. But like, you know, I, You'd I just be think... surprised, man. Go to Red Bull Discussion Group and you, you will there find are Armis? There are Armis in people. In, in yeah. discussion group of all places. Wow, yeah, there's like expected. there's like one dude who's just kinda like fighting the good fight. I don't know his name, but he's a fucking crusader for this. Wow. I don't know what you know, whatever. We'll see. At a certain point. It's Matt Doyle's gotta, alternate. Yeah. I haven't even been paying attention to what what they've been saying i've 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 (laughs) saved a lot of time not looking into that you're 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 in the right there for sure i mean like i I don't think it's a bad thing to do some rotation i don't think that we should do look at it and be like yo fuck this season like it's a wash we should just go ahead and and play the twos like it's it's like oh actually they're actually playing the twos might well, that, that's kind of what I, <laughs> no, what like, I mean. Like, I'm like, yo, like, on the might one, be on the the one hand, decision. like, I'm not saying, like, fuck it and just, like, experiment for the rest of the season because none right. of it matters. It's more like we actually should play players who will do well, which is people like um, White, Ivan. Well, we uh, should play uh, players who will do well. Yeah, Omir, for sure, Omir. So, so it just doesn't But not make, make it, sense. like, a total, like, new experiment every week where we don't develop any sort of, like, stability. Right, but, like, give right. – or, 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 like, actually make – smart substitutions mm-hmm. like what the fuck is Derek Etienne coming on for right. Caceres like again that, that's, again that is, is mind-blowing I, I, I don't yeah. get it I, gen, I just don't I don't understand yeah 
um, like shit like that makes no sense. Yeah. But if you make substitutions where it's like, all right, Omir, you're going to start up top, Brad, you'd be on the bench, whatever. We just that, like, and then Brad comes in for the last 30, 40 minutes. Like, that's fine. I, yeah. I don't see the problem with that at all. But to say that, like, it's, this is Brad's fault. It's like, you know, you yeah. know how old BWP is, you know, right. that he's going to decline this year. Uh, and that, you know, when you have, uh, a midfield, who's doing nothing, Right, and you have a game like this one where right. a lot of it was spent with these like bullshit long balls to, to nobody. Speaking yeah. of long uh, balls, yeah, the, mean, like, the the Aaron Long thing about saying like the wingers and strikers aren't scoring. How how are the wingers and striker strikers going to score if we never win the ball in the midfield? To be fair, he prefaced the whole thing saying first and foremost the defense needs to be yeah. better, and, he, and well, he, yes. he was he was super super critical. But it's not even the defense. It, I think it's, it's the midfield. It's like it, it. Well, I mean, this is the thing about eds right it's it's all one thing yeah right it's like it's all one <laughs> yes like, okay yeah like you can't right. really separate <laughs> okay. it yeah and like the whole the whole abandonment of this has like been completely total it's been like yep. a, yeah what did, did did armis just not get it or did Maybe. he like did he I, I, did he just reject it or is he like that's the thing it's i don't not working like, i don't know what or did he think he was it wasn't smart enough and that he needed to be smarter about it i think it? he just like was not on the same page, and I think the takeaway, one of the takeaways that you have to take from this, is that it was more Jesse Marsh than we may have realized. I, my opinion is that it's just that Armis is just didn't didn't understand it to the full extent because like you hear him in his quotes talk about like oh we still want to press like you know here and there and like he still tries to, he thinks he's doing like some partial things, but yeah, I just think the trainings must be off the the. To you know, instructions to the individual individual players seem to be off. The morale certainly seems to be off. Um, but and and I think that this also like comes with a takeaway about like the whole read on like what's going on in Red Bull soccer on the whole, right? Because like last year it was a big thing. Like there was a big argument that I and a big premise that I think we were operating on as well, which was that like. You know, EDS, energy drink soccer, as we started to call it, is like this this whole tactical system that's being used all across Red Bull Global that is being integrated to the two-team, being integrated to the academy, being integrated to Salzburg and Leipzig in a way where guys like Jesse Marsh and Tyler Adams can just go over. And that it was like so seeped in in the system that basically we would never become like Toronto or like what Toronto was doing last year. We're just kind of like reliant on a player or two and that it could fall apart. Mm-hmm. What has happened this year suggests, like that 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 is not the case, at least to some extent. Like I think, and I think in order to like remain credible as a Red Bulls like commentator, like voice, like I think you need you have to address this fact or like engage this fact that like sure, there's very clearly like a tactical philosophy, like a tactical playbook that Red Bull distributes, but, like, this idea that, like, it was deeply ingrained into the New York franchise so deeply that, like, it would be hard for, like, a single person uh, to just, like, break it, I think is false. And because I think that's an important point to your question, Sam, that I don't think Armis came in saying, like, I'm fuck that, I'm going to do something else. He just, like, let it die. It just shriveled on the vine. He just, like, stopped re-upping it the way that jesse did or that and now we have this <clears throat> like or, but also Wally like, does yeah, the same thing and i think the way I mean, that john wallenbeck does it too or like yeah 
I, I mean, I just feel like like this just says so much. It says all you need to know that the twos look phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That the rest, well, you know, that Salzburg week, not and, the best example and but. Leipzig look phenomenal. What do you mean? Oh, the twos lost this week. Right, 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 right. But okay, but yeah, yeah. But Salzburg pretend, and Leipzig, well, like, I mean, you know, I, yeah. I, th- I think all the managers are given probably a guiding principle at the top teams. Mm-hmm. But the system does seem to be a little bit more or lower tier or success for general like structure for the first team. It's just mm-hmm. that we are totally abandoning any advantage that we're given to our structure for our first team yeah. somehow this season. And that shouldn't have happened and that there are not enough fail safes to stop that. Right. right. And it raises a question of what that conversation between Mensloff and uh, Armis was last year to when be Jesse fair. was moving over. Jesse mm-hmm. just got announced as the head coach of Salzburg, and I I am sure, <laughs> like somebody either formally or informally is calling him and being like, Jesse, what do you think of like what's going on? Like, obviously they still think high of them. They just gave him a first job or yeah. a uh, first team job, but like <laughs> I'm sure Jesse just probably tries to avoid the question. But like to me, if I'm Oliver Mintzlaff or Rolf Ragnick, I, I might be slightly pissed at Jesse being like, you told me this would be fine, and it's, like, not fine, and now I have to worry about this. Well, aren't we, like, I, it does just seem to be more of, was that more of an audition for Jesse to go over to be Salzburg? I mean, it seems coach? like it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So maybe the impetus was or, yeah, on them. It Maybe it just says... That you know, it says how about you know a lot our, about our, how they actually they view value the first the team, team performance right now exactly right. But uh, to be fair, it is early in the decline of like total energy drink soccer. We will learn. Even Jesse wasn't immune to um, like dropping all pretenses for specific playoff playoff games or something like that or in, like, CCL, open cup games. There's obviously. still always the sense of a program with um, with Jesse. Well, yeah. Well, I'm just saying like now that it's like known well, it that would, it's, everything is fucked up it only has been like eight games right yeah, yeah. It, well it just it feels like when jesse did that it was very deliberately not the the default game plan mm-hmm. right whereas i feel like this time we just don't know what the default we don't game have plan. a fucking default game also, plan when, and then you just like see that when the team gets yeah. scared or nervous or like they actually have to show the fuck up where they like, don't play like, at all yeah yeah um or, yeah and it, it's this weird thing where like you know we it's like we don't play at all but we also like we kind of go back to what we did last year but in such a broken way that mm-hmm. it just is like it's an worse. ugly yeah, yeah. yeah shell of our i don't know of what we were last year yeah and I feel like when Jesse did his, you know, galaxy brain ideas or his plan Bs or whatever, like you would never see the team simply not press some right. of the ways that right. we have been this year. Or like the intensity and like the the like you know, kind of just usage of space and the pro- approach to space in the midfield was still generally the same in those weird uh, like different shapes he would try and like Adams and Davis would still chew up a ton of ground and be really aggressive in the middle of the field. Whereas like now it's everyone's like a million miles apart from each other. I think Jesse did a really like, I don't even necessarily think that maybe total overall intensity or times of like pressure down since Jesse. Well, I think they are, but, um, but more the idea that I think that Jesse was really good at managing a game over space to make it feel like the intensity was always there. Yeah. You know, cause there were times when there, there were passive moments in our play, but it always seemed like we were playing the most intensive game ever. Yep. 
Right. Everybody, and we broke everybody down. People we, would just get totally burnt because out. Because we, he knew the right moments. Because there wasn't yeah. this moment, there weren't as many moments of weakness or sustained moments of weakness. He had that quote from the 4-0 derby match day halftime, right? That was like, this is the difference, or the body language is the difference between 3-3 and 5-0, yeah. right? Well, I feel like we're seeing that difference now. Yeah, guys yeah. are slouching, like yeah. literally. Yeah. Yeah. People kind of dot the press. Heads down. Yeah, it just totally dies. Yeah, body language is everything. You see it all the time with these players. It's so I, sad. Yeah, I think we'll learn a lot from whatever happens, assuming something happens. I'm glad that, like, like today was, somebody said that Andre was going to announce today. He didn't, but, like, I'm glad that at least we're at a stage where at least some maybe rumors ridiculous are rumors are circulating because it would be kind of... Uh, not very inspiring if just we were hearing absolutely nothing you know mm-hmm. maybe we will we will leave our coup uh our, our new coup rankings crew projections <laughs> projections for segment two as well as as potential managerial uh what if scenarios should we do that yeah, of course. Join yeah. us after the break. Hey, and I'm sipping and smoking. I'm rolling, I'm rolling, I'm running around town, yeah. Hey, and I'm sipping and smoking. And won't you come with me? Won't you come ride with me, girl? Yeah, yeah. You from the west side, and you by my best side. And I promise you're the only one. Yeah, yeah. Take you the best side, cause that's the best side. And I promise you're the only one. Segment two of episode 30 of View from 202. Guess who has their ticket for next week's match? I do, but it's not for the Red Bulls. I was finally able to purchase my Pumas ticket today. Finally, for the club we're all recording for. This is what this is a podcast for, after all. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pumas, unfortunately, are kind of in a similar situation to the Red Bulls, really. They've, where where do they sit in the table? They're like... Uh, 12th i want to say and like they would in order to make playoffs into eighth they would need to win both of their remaining games and like have half the league lose their games so it might it might they might actually be formally eliminated now that i think about it based on who's playing who but <laughs> wow so you're gonna watch I'd be at the same experience i will be at that. yeah Some well, they found out that, well their, their stadium is so fucking huge it's just like the Olympic Stadium from the Olympics way back when. I guess it wasn't it wasn't thirty six because that's when it was in Germany. Mm-hmm. But it was like they had one real like I think before sixty eight. I don't know, maybe it was sixty eight. But it's like enormous. It's impossible to fill it. So just like half the stadium is just general admission. So hmm. perfect. But there's some they in uh, the Apertura they reached the semifinals had a pretty good season. I think they finished second overall in the regular season, second or third. And then they got destroyed by Club America in the semifinal. It was just like a total, total uh, evaporation at uh, Azteca. And the entire rest of this year, they've just been terrible. So I can't relate to that at all. But um, so the Red Bulls are playing FC Cincinnati this weekend. This is the uh, first time we will see them as an MLS creation. We actually have seen FC Cincinnati play at Red Bull Arena before, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We saw them lose to John Wallenek and 
I mean, who would have been on that twos team? Derek Etienne? Mm, yeah. yeah. But didn't Sean Davis play too? Maybe. It was a while ago now, I guess, wasn't it? It was It was like whenever Harambe was a thing. Because two, that was two, all the... Two years ago? Three years ago? Yeah. Was, would Tyler Adams have been playing? I don't know. Mm, no. I'm not was, sure. Yeah. I think Dan Metzger was playing. I remember that being a thing. Yeah. Bezicord and Velo were playing, I think. But I don't know. Other than that, it's it's hard to pin down these two teams for... Well, there, we won. We, we were playing them when they had that one guy that New York City signed in their annual just, you know, signing of the USL Player of the Year and never playing him. Sean Afori? No, Afori is their midfielder who actually does play. Okoye? I don't know. No, Okoye is from Black Panther. I think it's just a common African name as well. It's just a Nigerian name. but, but is that what you're the point no i mean also it's a character from black panther okay cool well uh we're playing cincinnati this weekend they've had some okay results again but i'm realizing now that like for this year it's like we've gone straight from last year where it was like we're so good that we should really be beating anyone especially at home let's maybe mm-hmm. look at the details but now it's just like we're so bad that it's not like the point of like trying to like go through and like find detailed matchups is like almost beside the point because it's just really just like are we gonna stop being this bad like we're just it's such a self-imposed suck that it's it's almost irrelevant who we're playing we've been losing against the shittiest teams in the league and uh i don't know do you see it the fortunes improving at all this weekend at home or if it's an easier question, how important is it to you that we not lose at home? How much of a how much of a high pressure game is this? I mean, I think I think this is the the do or die game in a way, right? Like if you can beat FC Cincinnati at home. I think we're at the point already where like Armus or we've been bad enough where Armus could be fired any minute and it wouldn't be a big too late yeah. or it wouldn't be too early anymore. But like if we lose at home and we, and we haven't, we wouldn't have won in like, we would have won only one home game this year. Only one win on the year. Like if we lose on Saturday, then I think like that's definitely, I like think the immediate pressure is fire on. territory, yeah. right? Like, and it just makes you wonder what the, the scenes or what the situation in Red Bull Red Bull world is in general right now. And I guess that's kind of what I was getting at when I said we're going to learn a, a lot, I think. Well, I mean, we don't really have much oh. about Henri to talk about, do we? Well, we have Dennis saying that it's not happening. Yeah, Dennis did say that today. Which? Which, look, it's probably not happening, but... If it were happening, I don't would think Dennis know about it? <clears throat> I don't think he would. And why wouldn't Dennis know about it, Britt? Because, well, I don't know. Because him and Armis are a package deal and the rumors are coming from Europe? No, actually, if you think about it, it's not Armis who's joining Jesse in Salzburg. It's Dennis, who oh. was his former assistant That's in the true. beginning, before Armis was. Yeah, remember, remember mm-hmm. that year where Jesse kept on getting sent off? 
How funny was that? Yeah. But like Dennis was like and a Dennis coach coached us. He like yeah. coached Undefeated. us like, like six times or something. Yeah. Right? Right. It was like really funny. Mm-hmm. Like he was constantly coaching the team. And he won yeah, every single time. That's true. That, that's funny because yeah, it's like now that you think about it, like I knew that, but I also had forgotten it because this is my got, tinfoil theory. We've gotten so used to, you know, treating Armis as like the assistant. Right. But like Armis wasn't the number two. Like Jesse didn't hire him as a number two. He hired Dennis. Dennis as his number two. It was only when uh it was only when Ollie Curtis left. Yeah. And then it and then Armis was like his, you know, field marshal or whatever. He was like the guy who like He was never helped. supposed to even be the assistant coach. Yeah, fuck. That's a good point. I Mm-hmm. I that had completely escaped me. That had escaped everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, I guess he had served as assistant coach for about a year at that point. Yeah, a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess ever since Curtis left, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I I think, I mean, the Sonri thing. Like last week, we kind of just mostly joked about it, but like. I think Taylor Coleman's saying that if there's smoke somewhere, and it's Sky Sports, which is not everyone, everyone that was, that was legit. Yeah, Sky Remember. would not be totally make. They, Sky, of course, did report Dennis Hamlet's statement that it's not happening, but like pretty much every stateside reporter has come out and said it's not happening, which makes you know that they, they all reached out and they heard definitive news, and now Dennis has said it himself. But it just makes me wonder, like, who who would their sources be, if you think about it? It would be somebody... In the New York comms department or... In or the RBNY, coaching department. Or it would be somebody at the league office. Yeah. And based on, like, what the situation is right now, like, it would be, like, I think the only way that they would be hiring Henri or even somebody else would be if they didn't know about it cuz there's no there's nobody at in Harrison right now who is like above the fray so right. to speak you i mean i mean? think it was very clear that that was the case when when pecky was let go and there's mm. total just restructuring too yeah i feel like even then like curtis was hired to maybe be the hatchet man or mm-hmm. something like that's not the case with hamlet now mm-hmm. yeah it's like there's right. nobody there's nobody really like maybe hamlet is like the main conduit of information between Austria and here. I don't know, but, um, you know, it doesn't seem to me that, like, we, we really haven't had this kind of, like, potential wholesale change in a while. We also haven't had a change where the team was flat out bad since 2009. Yeah. Like, Baca just kind of was like, yeah, fuck it, whatever, I'm done, I guess. Becky, we all know about. And then Marsh, like, nobody's been there's not been a crisis of like performance in 10 years so i don't think you know it, it like if you made me bet on it right now i would not bet on on happening i think it would be interesting well someone in the discussion group said their friend saw him in soho yeah. so so you never know dare to dream so he's going to nycfc then. <clears throat> oh true no he's gonna he's gonna clearly coach brooklyn italians <laughs> against uh Pan Cypriot freedoms. Because Terry Henry, it's a shame. He infamously does not support Pan Cyprian freedoms. It's his main main political stance <laughs> none to date. But um yeah, I'm I guess I wanna he- I, I'm gonna stop myself, I guess, from like 
detailing what would might be interesting about Henri because I don't think it's really going to happen. But I think the point that point about like how I feel like we're set up is the more relevant one. That like I don't I I don't know if like like with the New York com stuff know that Dennis potentially or like Armist is about to get fired. I don't know if they would, and like if they did know, would they be volunteering that or like would they be like off the record or or on background telling people that it was happening? No, I don't think I would. So, you know, do we think that they're not looking for a replacement at all? No, they must be. Well, more importantly than if you think Henri is or isn't going to happen, do you want Henri to happen? I think it would be... And I mean, like, part of it is, like, if Henri were happening, I would trust that rbg did their vetting in a way where like they're like okay would you want to like play this tactical system or develop what if they did not i mean even then <laughs> i don't know like anything's better than this <laughs> at least it would like be entertaining right yeah kind of cool yeah yep you know i don't know there's i mean like potential benefits like it is cool it'd be really kind of cool to see um what it would be like for him to come back i mean as somebody who is really kind of played a really active role in the field uh, and in the locker room in that way, like to come back and, and be the manager in that situation. I mean, like people would say that, you know, him being there might actually be beneficial to attracting bigger players, but we've, you know, that's never been a priority for the three of us. I don't think. Or really right. People I think it would bring a little bit of an aura to the club. I mean, like I think one of the things that was annoying about Vieira is that he did do that for them or like he like in, in, successfully kind of i think wowed other mls teams in a way where they they kind of gave in to it or like gave into a sense of prestige now in hindsight i think people did that against us but that was just out of our brute force of kicking everyone's ass for literally like eight years in a row <laughs> mm-hmm. but i th- i do think that like you know does it mean there will be literal butts in seats i don't really care yeah but right. like same but like would it add like kind of a a sense of like prestige that would be non-trivial yeah i think so i mean i think it'd be a good opportunity for him as a coach too yeah um i think monaco's tough as your first gig right so so especially that year i don't know enough about like french soccer like the entire roster got ransacked because they they um won that year over psg oh oh i see yep so i guess that is kind of tough but but I mean going to MLS I think just makes more a little more sense for his career path. Um, also I think because he's a nerd, um, he would do well in MLS. Like I think he'd do his research on every opposition opponent well. Yeah, so. and I get the sense that he would like want to make sure that he hired good people to yeah. like, support him. Like he would probably like. I still think that Carnell probably sticks around. Would be my guess. As the liaison, you yeah, think he's the. Uh, mm. CJ Brown, I think, is gone with Armis. <laughs> oh my god! In fact, yeah. they should just was, like they should fire him now. They should yeah, fire what? him <laughs> a day before Armis to be like, just, just especially off. you get yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, I think that like watching Henri as a coach could be really exciting, especially after working with Roberto Martinez uh, with the Belgian national team, um, because I think Martinez, when he was an Everton coach, he had a lot of criticisms, but in his first season. Uh, he did a really great job of like having really entertaining attacking soccer. Um, and I feel like that sort of energy, uh, maybe he, I don't know, Henri could have retained some really good points of that um, and would hopefully translate to 
more more goals, more offensive production. I think that even the relationship you have with BWP was something pretty pretty strong and special. Oh, people, yeah, Brad would try again. People look at that as kind of that sort of like tough or like criticism. Um, Kaku and Jurgensen would not would feel a little bit less like they're wasting their times here. I think mm-hmm. as yeah. well if they were being managed by Thierry Henry. Yeah. But like more to the point is like we literally cannot be worse right now. Right. Like it's we like, literally cannot be we're, worse. We're getting very excited about these things. It says so much about the current state of affairs. Yeah. Like and and like the environment around the team is like so rotten right now that like even if like we like I, I do think like a replacement level coach would do better than this. And and I I um do you think that like just yeah like throw throw him in there and uh he will get probably some more wins than we're getting now and that even if we're just a bad team like a regular bad team with Henri's coach that's better than what's going on right now yeah you know and i think i guess one point that i forgot to make in the first segment about the discussion of like maybe like what just declaring the season loss would be that I think that like the benefit of declaring like a full loss season and just playing the kids would be less than still like trying to fire the coach and recover the season and still get like at least the seventh seed. Mm -hmm. It's like one, I think that there is like a value to being an organization where like your absolute floor is still making the playoffs and that you like have some sort of, morale and like institutional pride to do that mm-hmm. and also i think like we do still have top half talent on this roster mm-hmm. they're all a lot of them are system players and we might have to you know take some work to really uh reconfigure everyone and get everyone back on the same page but like i think that like it it is still definitely plausible for my, for us to get into playoffs and i think like, it is it is so it is such a loser move to miss playoffs in MLS mm-hmm. that I think we should still seven spots. avoid it. Yeah, There's seven spots. And I don't think we would like what like what what all different would we be doing if like we fully declared a lost season and only played youth? Like I think we might as well just rotate a little bit anyway. And I don't know how much more we would learn from like fully like never playing BWP again versus yeah. or like never playing Royer again. I mean, why would you wash the season though? I mean, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, like teams like like when Portland won, right? They yeah. they limped in as a kind of a late seed with a resurgence in the last four or five games, and that yeah. was really all it kind of took. Uh, it makes no sense. I mean, that would just, be very funny to just totally wipe it away. It would be funny. I mean, that's we already talked about it. The way yeah. we're gonna fucking win in this structure is through all all away games the entire time. Yeah. Or we could do a. Uh, 2013 DC or even last year Houston run with the open cup <laughs> classic, but yeah. I yeah. Mean, we could win the open cup. I wouldn't be opposed imagine to winning the open cup. It's, I cannot imagine us winning a game. That's another question. <laughs> like, like, can you say when you expect us to win another game or score <laughs> another goal? I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I genuinely don't know. It's hard out here. No. Yeah. Yikes. But what is it? Brad has one goal in 18 games, something like that. 17 or 18, I think. Yeah, I guess the graphic was showing 17. So there was another graphic that I saw for him where it was like all of his goals with the Red Bulls. They were like all of them were inside the box, and mm-hmm. most of them were within the six yard box. And it just makes it so abundantly clear that like that's where he belongs. And yeah. that all these attempts to like 
to push him back in that like sort of midfield role or that holding role. I think I just, he's just trying to get more involved because there's no midfield. Yeah, well, right. This, I mean, there's just so many different things that are wrong. Maybe part of it's tactical. Part of it's just like awareness that there's nothing being produced there. It just fucking sucks. Maybe our midfield just sucks. Until we can't, and I mean, until we produce, we're not going to win these games. So, so, so to sucks. answer your question, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I genuinely don't. I don't know. If we can't do it against New England. And yeah. New England away is never a fun trip for the players, of course, but like, right. like, or the, or the fans, but like, you know, this is an exceptionally bad New England. Yeah. yeah. They didn't care. Like you saw it. No one cared. Right. Everyone is punching in and punching out now. Yeah. Which is a shame because last year it felt like we had a real kind of direction and purpose. I mean, one time I feel like we, we were at that same level was that it was like that away game uh, was two, three years ago, away at Colorado when it was snowing. Do you remember that? Yeah. And it was like, um, the fa- like it was just like a totally, completely lifeless performance. And then like the fans like went over and like apologized to, or not the fans, the players went and apologized to the away fans, uh, the traveling fans after the game. Oh, with Sasha? Yeah. And it was like, it was like that bad. I mean, I feel like that's the only other time in like recent memory where I felt this sort of like despair or like lifelessness from the team. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the team doesn't, can't even like, yeah, do that. I don't know. You know? Short of Henri, would you just want Wally to be interim coach? Yeah. I mean, at this point, yeah. Like I, th- I feel like he, he wants to be at the twos. I think that's the best position. Like maybe he like doesn't like the attention of being kind of the first team or having that kind of like expectation to, um, be in the win mode rather than a development mode but you know i think you do a better job right now just holding the ship steady or riding the way yeah i don't have any problem with him being there for a short period of time when they go find a longer term replacement because yeah. he can he's someone who of, knows how to adjust yeah you said steer the ship back into you know it, you got to recalibrate and he's the type of person who can do that you, you know it, it, he can do that with extremely high turnover in the twos and still you know yeah. churn out really great players so i don't, I don't have any worry there um, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, there's, I don't know how, how deep your theories are, but if Armis left, what if Hamlet jumped in in the interim? Dennis? Yeah. I mean, I, well, I think Dennis would just, like, be a better coach. But, you know, Dennis right now, I think, uh, what, someone pointed out that Dennis is doing, like, 12 jobs right now. There's no academy head. And, like, he's doing, a, like, he's a scout, and he's kind of, like, also coaching He's in the locker room a lot, yeah. which also like makes me more hesitant because he seems more contaminated by the rot to me than Wally would be. I don't know. It's hard, I mean, it's hard to tell at this point. And I think it's just because we don't know exactly how many roles he's right. playing. Right. And he, at the end of the day, he is also the sporting director of this huge failure, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think I would rather have Wally do it than... than uh, I agree. I was just throwing the hypothetical yeah. out, though. So, I mean, like, still the person who comes out of this best is Jesse Marsh. Yeah. I mean, he's lucky that he just got that <laughs> job. <Yeah. laughs> or that apparently Mintzloff doesn't really care that he just, like, left this to burn. I don't know. We'll see. Like, I, I don't. To it'll be, be interesting to see if we get a Dome type person or if we get an outside hire. I don't know. It's it's just, like, such a new bridge to cross. To be fair, like, I feel like... um. Red Bull's hyper capitalistic ideals 
particularly suit that kind of personality or would want that kind of person. Jesse? Yeah. Yeah. The uh so do you think Maybe here's a question that I didn't want to consider, <laughs> but I realized we should not be doing that a lot. Yeah. Like, do you think it's like possible for Armis to keep his job or like, do you think that like he could claw back some sort of semblance of form that would make it so they wouldn't fire him? The only way that would ever happen is if like this whole seven game stretch, eight game stretch was just a big experiment of trying an alternative to the press and that in reality he actually like understands eds principles and, and can and can actually bring the team back even to that, it. i think his morale then, management yeah, like, he is, destroyed like, the like, team I, right but i'm saying like that's i think the I, i'm saying this is like the only way that it were possible like it would be under those conditions like otherwise he, you know if it's if it's just kind of bullshit, uh, I, like a few games here and there, like yeah, for sure that I don't, I don't see him staying. I, I say no. The seed is planted. You just got to break up at this point. Yeah. Know? Well, we're hosting three games in a row now. Yeah. Cincinnati. Then we're hosting the Galaxy, who look decent again, but it's still at home. And then we're hosting the Impact. We're in a playoff spot. I think if, like, at the very least, like we definitely need to win, get another win. Like, I think even just drawing all three of those games would not be enough. Um, and, I don't know, that would put us at May 11th, uh, or no, May 8th. Um, and, like, thank God we don't really have to play any of our hated rivals anytime soon, right? Just, like, uh, the one blessing, or the one silver lining we have is that Atlanta and City are also trash. And first game... Oh, and to, to issue a correction, Atlanta are below us okay. by one point. No, we're tied on points. We're tied on points? Oh. Yeah. But we're just, we got that goal differential, you know? So we're all right. But yeah. That I negative think, one goal differential. Yeah. I mean, the longest, if 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 we're in June and Armis is still here and we haven't like won every single game in that span, <laughs> then then like that's when I start getting really nervous that that Austria is like tuned out. <laughs> that's when you move on to Red Bull out. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I like I would like them to be in in the way that when Jesse was here. But you know, if if they themselves, I guess yeah, that's the issue. Is like rebel out might not be a demand. It might be just like a description of what has happened. You know, if they've just divested uh, their attention. You know, yeah. but hopefully their reaction will prove this wrong, and we can and we can reinstitute the program. But I don't know. The fact I, that they allowed this to happen is not. I a think huge we got to stop the rot. Like, oh yeah, I hope right, so. Yeah, that's, that's why we got it. And no, I hope sure. that this this um, Henri leak is like uh, a sign that somebody's somebody's trying to move quickly. Hopefully, but, Henri. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why not, man? At this point, why not? All right. No questions. No, I don't think we did get any questions. It was a short window for this one since we're recording on Monday. Yet another sign of our declining listenership. Yo, when's yeah. when's Malil gonna be back? Yeah, honestly. We, See, like we we were Phantom all... Omir, well Omir, Phantom Kamar, Kamar. Um, now Phantom Alex. Now and we talk about Quantum player... Kamar, Quantum, yeah. We talk about Quantum players. Kamar. We talk about players who check out or look to go other places. And we were worried about Kamar, and we're worried about Kaku. But nobody's talking about our league leading 
uh, goal scorer in Alex Muil. Is he still? Uh, yeah, with yeah. two goals. He is. So, Royer hasn't scored two? I think, Royer he has scored two I think they're tied. I think okay. they're tied at two. But wow. but look, he's 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 uh you know, we gotta watch out. We don't you know, what if what if he's already checked out? What if he knows? I want him he, to lead what the if coup. he knows the rot? Alex, Alex to get out. lead the coup. Alex, if you're listening, lead the coup. Please yeah. we'll support you. We'll, we'll follow. Yeah. We'll invade Caracas for you. But all right, well, should we even bother with the prediction? I, I yeah. Let's uh, do our go through the exercise. At home against FC Cincinnati. 2-1 loss. 3-0 loss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go... Nice. I'm going to go 2-0 loss. <laughs> going to be some boo birds. Some serious booing. But, all right. Till then. Yeah. Till then. Bang. I got a saw, got a drill. 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 Put a little shit out of here. 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 I got a saga to drill. 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 Put a little shit out of here. 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 Drill. 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 Hit trick like kick. Flip. Flip. Sauce on the way, way. Fuck on that bitch on my thing, thing. Fuck on that bitch on my thing, thing. BVA down with my chain, chain. BVA down with my chain, ayy. She got a little boy in the brain, she got a little boy in the brain. I got a saga to drill, 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 ayy. Put a little shit out of here, shit. Put a little shit out of here, shit. Put a little shit out of here, Put a little shit out of here, yeah. I got a saga to drill. 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 Put a little shit out of here. 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 What you doing huh, with that little stick? Bitch, we got me. Choppers with them hundreds and them fifties. Fully automatic, ain't no semi. Yeah, we gon' hit him up and dig in it. Yeah, and I ain't never tricky. Yeah, no pussy niggas pin pinch, pin pinch. Yeah, and I'm really from the trench. Yeah, spent a bag up at the dentist. I got a saga to drill. 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 Put a little shit out of here. 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 I got a saga to drill. 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 Put a little shit out of here. 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 Nigga, what you saying? You know, we ain't playing. 101 the game. All my niggas, what you saying?